When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you looking for a podcast where the host keep it real? Then add the Let's Get Cancel podcast to your playlist. This is the official podcast of your host, Casual Ninja. Join Ninja and his co-host as they discuss all kinds of topics. They discuss dating, current events, life in New York City, and a whole lot more. But be warned, Let's Get Cancel is extremely entertaining. The Let's Get Cancel podcast, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, Amazon Music, Amazon Audible, Google podcast overcast breaker radio public and pocketcast add the let's get canceled podcast to your playlist right now let's get canceled podcast what's up listeners another episode of the podcast casual ninja born truck in the house yo yeah how you guys doing holiday season i know thanksgiving just passed we're now in december about to be Christmas and New Year's time. I have mixed feelings about the holidays for personal reasons and uh, ideals, of course. What's that? I don't fuck. I don't fuck with these holidays. These so-called holidays. Okay, so tell us, Trucker. What's, what? Uh, what do you got against the holidays? Well, first of all, holiday is shortened from Holy Day. What's so holy about Thanksgiving when they slaughtered the people that helped them survive when they first got over here? Uh, nothing. It just seems like another lie society tells you. Right. It's kind of like Columbus Day. As long as we sat by blindly and just followed it, it was all good. But the minute you start hearing, realizing what the true history of it is, how can you really celebrate on that day? Oh, it seems like America would take uh, history's bloodshed and try to profit off of it to feed the economy. Facts. Same thing with Christmas. It ain't like during the whole hot the Christmas season, you got Chris, you got mad stories coming up about the Messiah. Instead, you got some fat white dude that's supposed to come break up in your house and leave gifts. I grew up in the hood. I lived on the eighth floor. I ain't had no chimney. How you getting in my house? Yeah, I thought the same thing when I was a kid. I was like, the first when I heard about Santa when I was a kid, I was happy and excited. And then as I got older, I was like, wait a second, is he breaking in? <laughs> Pretty much. I said, regardless of he got good intentions, I was like, he's breaking the entry and he's stealing my food out of my kitchen. <laughs> exactly. You're gonna leave the thief something to eat. Let me leave him a snack just in case he get hungry, stealing my shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you got kids, people don't like to listen to this episode of podcast, they're gonna be gonna ruin it for them. <laughs> And then, you know, it kind of takes away from the efforts of the parent all year long. You know, mom and dad busting their behinds all year to provide. But suddenly, just because they were good kids, some dude that they've never met, according to the to the lore of it, you can't see him. But he's going to bring you stuff. And if you don't, as a parent, kids now look at you like you're a bad person, even though for 364 days out of the year, you've been getting it for them. Facts. 
Well, see, it's, it's the funny thing. It's like the way the holidays are set up, regardless if it's Thanksgiving or Christmas. I, I was always confused about Christmas when it came to religion. That was like, did Jesus come back on, on Christmas time, December, or was it April? Like those, the April and December always confused me. Could you explain that? What do you mean? They say, you know, like April was like Easter when Jesus came back. and then Yeah, but that chain, that's when he, you know, crucified came back on the third day but that that holiday itself changes up every year it's not a set holiday yeah like thanksgiving mm-hmm. thanksgiving is set it's always the last um thursday of the month always always the same day easter will change from year to year so christmas is allegedly celebrating the birth of the messiah easter's um commemorating the resurrection of the Messiah after being put to death and being killed by Pontius Pilate. I mean, uh, no, yeah, was he was he killed by Pontius? No, he was sentenced by him. But, you know, unfortunately, a lot of the things that are done in this country are for the sake of making money, period. Most of the holidays we got in this country are set up to make money, period. Mother's Day, Father's Day, uh, Labor Day, Memorial Day. Even though we actually started Memorial Day, they just took that from us. But, mm. you know, if you look at the scriptures, there's holidays in it, but they discuss none of them, just the ones that they made up for financial reasons. Anyway, it's interesting you say that because I've, I've read the Bible, but I never got in, in depth with it. Like, I never even left the Old Testament or read the New Testament, but I never knew there was holidays in the Bible. So, well, that's interesting to know. I just find it weird and sad that uh, we highlight certain holidays to do something special for other people when we should just naturally do this. Every day. Every day, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy, but the worst holiday for a man, especially a father, guess what holiday that is? I guess in Father's Day? Yep. Now, there's, I think if I'm right, there's over 30 different holidays that go out, go on throughout the year. In order of importance, guess what day Father's Day is, as far as the ranking goes? I'm pretty sure it's at the at the bottom because even women try to take credit on that day. Yeah, it's number 20. Wow. After Arbor Day. You know what Arbor Day is? Mm-mm. It's dealing with trees. And I ain't talking about the ones you smoke. <laughs> wow, that's pretty sad. So, ironically, the, the one person throughout history that has been able to claim supporting the family through his efforts gets the least amount of respect on a day that's supposedly for him. Crazy. Mm. Yeah, the way society is nowadays where they disregard men and pretend that we are, you know, not relevant, it's just going to affect a lot of, it's going to affect the way of life in the future and not for the good. You know, well, none of it's going to be for the good. 
But, you know, it's kind of like when you have an argument with your woman. Even when you're right, she's going to figure out some way to flip it around and make you the victim and make herself the victim. Oh, true. Oh, when it comes to me and the holidays, I enjoy them. But at the same time, it will always make me sad at the same time. What makes you sad about it? Because you spend so much money and get shit? No, no, no. Just that, uh, take Rockefeller Center, for example. And I say you go to the tree lighting. You see all these supposedly happy couples and families together. You know, of course, most of them are majority white. And you got a few black ones there. But it's just like, I guess sometimes the holidays kind of remind me what I want in longevity and what I don't have or something I've always longed for. So it, I think sometimes the holidays remind me and some parts of my life how I'm going to say how lonely I was. Well, you're not the only one. Suicide rates actually go up during the holidays. Well, I mean, I never got that, that fucked up. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, but it does. Yeah. Because the holidays are... Big emphasis on family celebration and how many people, well, they, they don't really put these numbers out. I don't have them myself, but how many people really don't have families like that? I mean, when people constantly celebrating, you know, destruction and, and independence and shit, nobody really celebrates families and togetherness no more. I mean, think about how many people in the office, I mean, the foster care system. How many people can't have kids? How many people don't associate with their family? And when these holidays come around, it's natural to feel ostracized. Yeah. But, you know, there's things in our community that I know we've gotten away from that kind of put some type of balance to that. And that used to be the family reunions we used to have. Now, I know for the black community, that used to be a major thing back in the day. But nowadays, it's just not the same. Damn. Oh, well, I mean, that's unfortunate, truly. I had no idea the suicide rates be up like that. Especially yep. on the holidays. I mean, I've heard of seasonal depression, but... What would you call that one? It's partly due to the holidays. Well, yeah, man. So I, I want to get to the subject, you know, since it's the holiday season and all that good stuff. I want to talk about a, a good thing that's been in my mind, especially when it comes to togetherness. Mm -hmm. So do you really think love is blind? And and, and I mean in all aspects, but no matter if it's family or just situ or relationship or anything about that. Like, how do you feel about the actual meaning and maybe the purpose of the word love? Well, today's love is definitely blind. I don't know if it's always been blind, but you got to realize that as society changes, we keep the same words, but the definitions might change. Well... So, the you know, we're still one of the few societies that allows people to date and marry, where you have a lot of other civil um, societies that they actually arrange and set up their marriage. 
Mm. Well, for me, my, my whole life, love always meant like one thing to me. And it, it just meant, you know, like if I care about you, regardless if you was a friend or family member or even just my significant other, I was going to be there for you no matter what, no matter what the circumstance was. I yeah, mean, that sounds good. But like, I think as you get old, you start to realize that everybody ain't worth that much effort out of you. Oh, no, definitely. Because the thing is, when it comes to when it comes to love and loyalty, that's not that's a lifestyle. That's something you can't buy. Yeah, but you can sure as hell run it for a couple of hours. Nah, yeah, you could. I mean, as at the same time, it um it does suck that people don't have the uh what I'm gonna say. But uh, choice-making habits <laughs> when it comes to other people. As I, at the same time, yeah, I, like, take me, for example. I've been wronged numerous times. And I just find a ways to, to come back up. I mean, I, of course, I've been jaded, been dark, been all that good stuff. But even as now, as I get older, I realize well, there's really no point even – Stay like that. You'll go through the motions of it, of course, but to stay like it, it's real. There's, n- there's no point for it. Well, you know, I think love is has definitely changed throughout the throughout history. I mean, the love that my grandparents had and the love that your grandparents might have definitely the same love we're talking about now. You know, marriage used to be more about survival than it was love. You know, it was, it used to be a, a time when, as a man, I would be in my community and I would see a woman I liked. And I go over to the house and I discuss with the father, hey, I really like your daughter. I want to marry her. Then I get permission to court her. And the father, if he liked me and I could show that I could prove, provide for her, he'd say yes or no. Then it'd be a little courtship. Then we get married. And the love actually built off of each other performing their duties as such. Not just because they look good or they smell good, or they have a good conversation. It's because, all right, I'm going to go out, work, get this money, pay whatever bills we have to pay. And traditionally, she'll stay at home and maintain the house and take care of any kids that we might have. But we done got away from that. So now, love is this romantic ideation where I have to have a deep loving connection to you in order for me to perform my duties for you. Which I think is utterly a crock of shit. Well, from my experience and everybody else's also, when you catch feelings for somebody, you tend to break the rules that you set for yourself. Yeah, but then you got to ask yourself, why are you catching feelings? 
Is it simply because this person does for you or something that you're lacking and you feel like they're providing? I think it's a little bit both. I've been on both ends of the spectrum. To, I mean, should take my situation now. <laughs> person I'm dealing with. You know, like to, to many of my friends, you know, I know how the situation looks. It's not the most appeasing situation. But then again, most things in life isn't. If you think my story's crazy, I'm pretty sure somebody else got a story that's 10 times worse than mine. But, yeah, but see, our ability to communicate with each other over great distances mm-hmm. has totally jacked up the love game. It shouldn't. What do you mean it shouldn't? It's giving you access to people you shouldn't have access to to date romantically. Or to have romantic interest in. Mm-hmm. So let's go back to when we just had telephones. No pagers, no internet, none of that. You could only date who is in your geographical location. And if you take phones away, that's an absolute given. So like your situation right now, you wouldn't be talking to her without the internet or telecommunication. I mean, children, we're still in the same city, though. No, you're not. All the same state. What, so, what's that? What's the point you're making? Well, I meant like you got people like IG models who regular people who dating celebrities. It's like right, but see again, take all the technology away. What are you doing? Then you're going to date people in your vicinity. Exactly. Yeah, I mean. I mean, but the possibilities that increase and also increase risk, but it doesn't change the dynamic of dating. But it increases your risk exponentially. That's the thing. When you're dealing with the opposite sex, you're never going to have a risk-free relationship. Right, but let's say as far as 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 long as the distance between the two of y'all increases the likelihood that something's going to go wrong increases as well. Something go wrong while you guys are together, living on the same roof. It's, it's ha- it happens. Yeah, but see, what I'm saying is this: there's certain dynamics that go into a relationship, like having access to each other on a reasonable basis. So a female that lives 15, 20 minutes away from you you can always get to her in case of an emergency. But now if she's an hour away from you, now you got a whole bunch of other factors that play into you just getting over it. Well, that then that comes into the terms of you can't worry about things that's out of your control. That's highly optimistic, yo. <laughs> no, I'm saying like you can't worry about those things out of control. If you try to worry about if she's cheating or not, you're going to drive yourself crazy. Yeah, but see, this, uh, it's not even the, the whole cheating aspect. See, I think the the further we get into this future that we're, we're moving into, some of the old school things that we've been taught we forget about and don't want to adhere and heed their warnings, like when the cat's away, the mice play. No, that's true. But it's not necessarily about the cheating aspect. Because nowadays, people have more access to cheating. Yeah. You know, 
when you take away the telecommunications and you say you're only going to deal with somebody in your geographic location, that means your community. So there's uh, maybe stop gaps in the way of possibly cheating. So if you're dating a female that's living in your town and everything you do is in within that town and everybody knows you in that town, well, now if I want to cheat, I got to go outside my town. Yeah, of course. Now, I don't even need to leave my house to cheat. I can be on the phone texting 12, 15 females, but claim one female. No, I mean, yeah, you definitely could, but you know how much time and effort and energy got put into that? Not as much as you think. Uh, you'd be surprised, man. Like, <laughs> as much as, like, for example, you, you told me in the past, like, go... Go out and date and all that good stuff, which is fine, which is perfect for me. I'm saying, like, with everything I got going on in my life now, I don't even have time to even enjoy a Saturday afternoon to myself. And I've constantly got work to get done or catch up on. But it hasn't always been like that. No, it hasn't. But ever since I started this freaking business, man, I've always been fucking busy. <laughs> yeah, so you can't use that as a reason, huh? See, the thing is, whenever whatever's important to you, you're gonna make time for it, period. I don't care what it is. Mm-hmm. So let's let's take something that is important to every single person on this planet. You know what I mean? You know what it is? Food. Nope. Even more important than that. Shelter, family. <laughs> Even more than that. No, I give up. <laughs> Taking a shit. I would never guess that. <laughs> when you got to take a shit, I don't care where you at, what you doing, when you got to go, you're going to make time for that shit. Period. I don't care what's going on in your life. You got the bubble guts, you going. You're going to make the time for that, right? You've been there. we all been there. Oh, because we have to. doesn't matter what the reason is. You still gonna make time for it because that shit at that point in your life is important. So you just gotta look at the person that's in your life as being the shit. You you being the shit, and they gotta take it. If you that important, they're gonna take the time out for the things that they that you feel are important to yourself. True. So I, what I think actually gets missing a lot of times is people don't ask those questions like, what do you expect from your, out of this relationship from me? What are your expectations that are realistic? Because, you know, when you listen to some of the narrative nowadays, most women don't want the average dude. I feel like most women today don't even know how to be in a stable relationship. Well, when you think about how many people have been raised in single-parent households these days, with single fathers and single mothers, it goes away from the natural order of the family, where there's a mother and a father. There's two different things that that child needs to learn from both of them. There's something they need to learn from mom, something they need to learn from dad. So when you're learning just one side of the equation, there's always going to be something missing. So if you got something missing, how do you know how to pick your mate properly? Not true. 
True. If you've never grown up in a household seeing how a man and woman interact with each other, how they cooperate, how do you know what to pick in your mate, be you a man or a woman? I've, me personally, I've always had a feeling and I've always based a lot of my ideals on certain, hate to say it, movies and TV shows. Which is everything unrealistic. Yeah. Like, I remember I used, to, I used to love this show back in the day called Brady Bunch. That was fake as hell. <laughs> <laughs> right. But when you're growing up, you don't realize that. You know when I realized Brady Bunch was fake as hell? There was an episode when Greg went out on a date and Dad's drop top. And Bobby snuck out with them and had an umbrella. The top is down. It started raining. Bobby in the backseat trying to be all cute. Greg discovers him. He put the umbrella through the roof of the drop top. Ripped it. When he got home, you know what he got? A lecture. Well, I'm thinking that's bullshit. Because if I'd have came home after ripping my pop's drop top, I'd have got a holy ass whooping. And by holy ass whooping, I'm saying that while I'm getting my ass whooped, I'm asking for the graces of God to make this pain stop. Well, see, I never I really used a brave bunch as an example. My examples growing up was my wife and kids, the Cosby show, a different world. You know, shows like that. And uh nothing too ratchet. Just something where like you saw real world situations and and hell, even family matters. You know, shows like that, they just I don't know, it warmed the heart. Yeah, but they weren't real. There's nothing real about those families. Even my wife and kids. Nope. But what what was it in my, in my wife and kids? What 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 did he do? You know, he had a wife. Uh, he had two daughters and a son. At a house, you know. What do you do for a living? He own he own his own business. Yep. Yeah, I forgot what the business was. Okay, so when you think about the average family, how many average families have a had a household that has its own business? It's rare, but it's not many. Every time it's I rare. If it's rare, it's always obviously gonna be not many. But it's not, it's not the majority; it's the minority. Very much so. Yeah. Might be like the only 5% of families can claim something like that. Nationwide, no matter what your ethnicity is. Yeah. But, again, when we talk about the average dude, we got to think about what's the average dude, the average black man, average white man make average. Maximum. What about the Cosby show? Top 5%. Totally unrealistic. You got a doctor and a lawyer, and they got all them kids. It, it well, those shows gave me hope of what what to strive for, what was possible. That, but if it's not real, how could you strive for something that's not real? You can make it real. You can turn the whole the whole thing in my life is turning something into nothing. What's well, that's something totally turn- different, but. Mm-hmm. You went to school to become a doctor. She went to school to be a lawyer. And 
when you think about the amount of time, because remember, he was a he was Cliff Huxtable was in pediatrics. Mm-hmm. No, not pediatrics. He was a he delivered babies. His wife was a lawyer. Now you figure on average, both of them are putting in twelve to fourteen hours a day. Where's the time they have for each other? Where's the time they needed to rear them kids? Because, see, mind you, the show starts with pretty much all of the kids past the middle years, middle school, except for one, and that was Rudy. Mm hmm. But you hardly really, you hardly ever really saw it on the show. But who was home when Rudy got on, got off of school? I don't really remember. I was gonna say the dad, maybe, but I'm not too sure. I was, gonna, or matter of fact, the brothers and the sisters. Well, yeah. But the thing is, I'm just thinking about the dynamic of husband and wife. You working twelve hours a day. She working twelve hours a day. Where's the time for each other? No, when you put it that way, then yeah, that makes sense. He's on call. He can be called away from the home at any given time, which he did sometimes. So there's the real love, but the packaging was totally unrealistic. So when you say it's something to strive for, that's like saying, well, you know, I know Santa Claus ain't real, but he's something to strive towards. The fuck? What ideal is that? And what about Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? What about it? Well, they, I mean, I get it. The, the father was a judge. And what did the mother do? That, I don't remember. I think she was a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. And they had a live-in butler. That's extremely rare. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Jeffersons had to live in May. Yeah. Weezy stayed home. So it was a little bit more realistic where, okay, I still got a, a butler or a live-in May, but the mom is still home and rear the kids. True. But I guess I'm going to say something to strive for because at least all these shows that have black families. Well, that to me was the most important part. But, you know, when I think about shows that showed a black family that was more representative of their average family, I always got to go back to good times. Well, they might have been represented as being financially poor, but as far as the family goes, they had mad wealth. Everybody backed up each other. They loved each other. Everybody did their duties. True. So for me, Good Times was more representative of the family because it was just more realistic. It had more of the issues that most people got to deal with. The oldest brother trying to find a job. The younger brother all of a sudden turning militant. The sister always hogging up the bathroom. Them going at each other all the time. 
We ain't really had that type of dynamic going on in the Cosby show or Family Matters. Everybody in those shows are, hey, it's great to be around family. I just love everybody. I mean, shit, Michael and JJ had to sleep on the couch with each other. They had a two-bedroom house, three kids. Somebody got to sleep somewhere. But Family Matters, dad was a cop. Forget what mom did. Had a nice house. And I always used to think, like, damn, how much money he making as a cop? I mean, he's he's home pretty frequently. Like, I know cops that make that kind of money. You pulling mad doubles. You got mandatory overtime as a cop. Then I always bugged out at how they used to leave their front door open. And you a cop? And you just leave your front door open. Anybody can just walk in. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that was definitely the TV show part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who knew, I don't think they lived in New York. No shit, the Huxbulls lived in New York. You had to ring their doorbell before you got it. Yeah. But you're going to let this, this nerd dude that's highly unpredictable walk up in your house whenever you want? <laughs> Urkel would have been got back slapped if that was a real family. I mean, in good times, the only person that would walk through their front door from time to time was Willone. They front upstairs. But even then, you got to know the front door is open to do that, especially in the projects. Because in the projects, you keep the door locked. We got them doors in the projects to take the cops about 10 minutes to break down because it's straight steel. But getting back to the original question, is love blind? <clears throat> Absolutely. But then I also feel like love is misdefined in this generation going forward. We base love on sex. We base love on surface things. We're not basing love off of as a woman. I need to know this man can protect me. I need to know that this man can provide. For a man, I need to know this woman is a nurturer. I need to know this woman can cook something. I need to know that she has an understand, she can be understanding and give me my peace. But what happens is, and this is something you only learn over time, and it's something that you would learn if you had a, a father in the household even, that for a man, when you ejaculate for about 30 seconds, them chemicals that go through your body going to make you feel like you're in love. But you can't base your love off of nothing. I mean, I've, I've, I've done it before, but it's not love, it's lust. Yeah, but there's a thin line between the two. But, well, here's the thing. If it's just lust, you don't, you don't care about spending time with the person. You don't care about getting to know them. Not initially, but you bust that nut enough, you're going to start thinking about it. Yeah, well, I've had positive experiences and negative experiences. The one I'm, the one I'm with right now, I actually have genuine interest in getting to know. 
regardless if it works or not. You know, so here's the funny thing. And because of my situation, everybody has an opinion. But which is fine. Everybody's entitled to it. And the thing is, when everybody else has a situation, say, say I didn't like your girl, I didn't like my friend's girl or whatever girl, that didn't stop y'all from doing what y'all wanted to do with them. Regardless of, if, regardless of my advice is valid or not. Yeah, but see, that's where you keep certain things separated. Biggie said to keep your family and your business completely separated. So me, my personal shit, I don't talk about it too much because it's nobody's fucking business. So I'm not concerned about it. if you like her. I don't give a fuck about your opinion either. That's my shit. Yes, but how come I can't keep the same energy with my situation? Because everybody knows your shit. Really? I don't know the reason why I even ask because I care about everybody's, you know, opinion. Regardless if I don't like it or not. It's just that obviously I'm asking because I already know the answer, but it's just I always come to everybody for a second opinion. Right, but you're still putting your business out there. True. So so if I stop doing that, then I gotta actually move like that. <laughs> Pretty much. Cause regardless of what your people tell you. You still gonna make your choices, exactly. And I don't want to. Ha- I don't want to do. I don't want to have a relationship or act a towards a way toward my relationship based on what everybody else is telling me. When it's right. when when I gotta live with my decision, right? But see, so what you gotta understand is your woman, your wife. She's supposed to be kept in the background. That's how you protect her. That's how you keep her yours. That's why when you get these females that be posting their images all over this internet, you, you can't look at something like that as being realistic. Well, she because now care. she's yeah. getting validation from everybody. Well, she don't. So do it's that. like, think of it this way. Mm-hmm. Say your girl was putting pictures on Instagram, right? And your boys was liking her pictures. How would you feel? No, I would feel like they're checking for my girl. Exactly. Yeah. But for the record, she don't post on Instagram. <laughs> so just, just, just putting that out there. Yeah, no, no, no. Now my uh, the Bronx chick, yeah, she was, she was out there. Yeah, had hundreds of niggas liking her pictures and shit. So, Message. Yeah. So. So when you when you meet a man or a woman that needs constant validation from from different sources that are not significant to them, mm-hmm. there's a whole insecurity thing going on there. Oh yeah, definitely. Which is funny too, because speaking of the girl from the Bronx, she like when, when I last checked her Instagram last month, just because I was just curious to see what was new and to see if I was gonna feel some type of way. Didn't feel some type of way. She'd been doing a lot of traveling. But even the new man she's with for the past, what, it's been two years she's been with my boy's house? Not one pick of this new man she's been with together. Message. Not one. Message. 
The only picture she ever had up there on her boyfriend Instagram was the dude before me. Message. And that was the seven-year one where she claimed was toxic. So I'm like, okay. But, you know, with that being said, in order for a relationship to be toxic, both parties have to be toxic. Yeah. Now, one party may not have started out as being toxic, but eventually that's where you're going to end up. Because the person that you're with, as time goes on, you're going to start taking on their traits and habits as well, whether you realize it or not. True. But, you know, I got to tell you, when you when you feel like you've met the right person, and even if it's just for a moment or a time, a lot of things that you, these walls you put up because you've been hurt in the past. Doesn't change the fact you actually want those things. You just tell yourself that you're not going to get them, or you try to harden your heart just to make the pain alleviate just a bit easier. But at the end of the day, it doesn't change the fact what you want. I had to learn that the hard way. Yeah, but see, what happens with a lot of people is, and I saw, all right, uh, you know, uh, nephew Tommy. Mm. From the Steve Harvey Morning Show? No, I listen to the show like that. All right. Uh, it's a radio show. Mm-hmm. Uh, 107.5. Um, but Nephew Tommy uh, currently is the host of this matchmaking game that he has, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody gets on there and they talk about their type that they like. So there's one episode, he did something that I thought was highly interesting. And he said, well, for this phase of the game, what y'all each have to do is pick somebody that's not your type. Because if you realize it, each one of you that has a type that continues to go after that type continues to get hurt and disappointed by picking that type. So for this episode, what you need to do is pick somebody that's outside of your type and get to know them. I thought that was profound because when you keep going after a certain type and it doesn't work out, why the fuck would you keep going after that type? True. True. Yeah. Because the definition of crazy is to continue doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different outcome. So if you keep going after if you keep going after a certain type or you keep starting your relationships based on certain interactions and they don't work out, are you really gonna keep saying that it's them and not you? No, it's you. So if you want something different, gotta do something different. You know, it's weird, though, even the situation I'm currently in right now. I'm really just genuinely enjoying it, even even with the little things I've done. And we know why. Juked it. Juked it. Well, here's the thing, man. No girls. Uh, wait, like I hate the fact this puts just so much emphasis on that.
Because, like, come on, man. I mean, I get it. You know, sex is always good, but damn, bro. Like, to, to base everything on that, on that one thing, I just feel like it's just... It's kind of hard to believe. Because I've been in lust before. I'm not saying well, I'm feeling love, but just, like, I just enjoy doing stuff. Like, yeah, but when you think about your situation that you keep bringing up, we went over this. What was the basis of it? What was the your initial goal? And the initial goal wasn't, man, I really want to get to know this person and see what they're about and grow with them and maybe something <clears throat> good can come out of this. Is that how I started? That's how it was introduced to me. No, I'm not. See, see, now you're talking all around the question. No, I'm man, asking no. you. Is that how it started for you? No, because I, I didn't know her. You know the answer to that, bro. You're trying to dance around it right now. I just said no. It wasn't like that for me. I okay. said yeah. originally it was just a smash, but it was brought to me as yo. This is more than a smash. But if you just if you just want to smash, that's fine. I'm bringing this to you for more than just a smash. Right now, based on the circumstances it came to you as. Me personally, I'd be like, like, why are you doing that for me? Like, I don't, I don't get that. You'd be surprised how many people think like me, man. Hmm. Scary. Because I don't want somebody that might have somebody. Because now you can't focus all your energies on just me. Now I got to take leftovers. I don't I'm want not, leftovers. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not competing for anything. <laughs> you gave me that look. I'm not competing for anything. <laughs> let me. Should, uh, we, should uh, we tell ourselves? Look, I kind of okay. Let me explain. <laughs> let me explain. The reason why I say I'm not competing for it is because just just for the natural sport of competing of it doesn't get you what you actually want. You know what? That's the podcast. <laughs> All right. We have fun with it. I'm going to edit this thing and whatnot. I'm probably going to put that uh that music you gave me. All that bullshit. Shit. <laughs> I'm probably going to put that as the... Yep. That's uh, that bullshit. Shit. Shit. <laughs> But, but but is love blind? Fuck yeah, it is. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, competing for something that's not natural, it kind of defeats the purpose. Oh, really? Yes. And when did you learn that? <laughs> Learning it right now. Mm. Just want something real. Oh. <laughs> Jilted. Jilted. <laughs> uh, it's podcast people. <laughs> <laughs>
Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. All that good stuff. Yeah, y'all go ahead and celebrate these bullshit-ass pagan holidays. Yeah. Go give your thanks to Nimrod. Put your trees up. Yeah. Read your Bibles. Nimrod's in there. Yeah, and forgive us for not, you know, being consistent. Life has just been consistently busy. We're going to... Yeah, all y'all celebrating this holiday. Y'all ain't following most highest commandments. Just understand that. Right. And we've been busy, so we're going to post the the podcast as as frequent as we can. So just be patient with us, like always. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. All praises do the most high. Hallelujah. Yeah. And and cranberry sauce. Yeah, that's representative of the blood that that was shed for your ancestors, B. Jesus Christ. Because you know they ate us. Yeah, you ain't know that. This is getting depressing. This is the podcast. We out. (laughs) Hi, right, good morning. That's bullshit, shit, shit. That's bullshit, shit, shit. That's bullshit, shit, shit. That's bullshit, shit, shit. I hear you talking that bullshit, girl. Too often that's bullshit. You out the line with the bullshit. Ain't got the time for the bullshit. Break it down, fellas. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Bullshit, can't believe all that bullshit, all that bullshit, bullshit. You're way out of line with the bullshit, all that bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Get the seven girls, 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 get the se